Good morning, everyone. Today we have with us Port Director Carl Yucatel. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Well, how are facilities these days, Carl? Everything's moving along very, very well. So uh, cruise ship, as everybody knows, that we're seeing four and five cruise ships a day. And uh, uh, I invite uh, people that are hesitant to come downtown to come on down come downtown and and see how smoothly things are working and um yeah so i i guess i can report out that uh i've been tracking the number of uh of passengers coming to Juno and go, going through the the first five weeks, so um, ending uh, June seventh, um, we've had about 193,000 guests in, um, and that would be uh, against a capacity of of about 300. And, 300,000. So we're at about, right at 64% capacity of, uh, of, of what the, the cruise lines are bringing to, to Juno. So we expect those numbers to, to grow as the season um, wears on. We know that uh, the early sailings were kind of limited by uh, kind of the, the media um, concerns that people had early on in making bookings, but uh, it appears that uh, the, the, the vessels are sailing with uh, more and more uh, percent capacity um, uh, as the summer wears on. And what does that mean for our head tax here in town? So these would be, you you said bed tax. Uh, Head tax. Head tax. So the head tax, yeah. So, um, you know, I guess anybody can kind of draw draw the numbers, but I I think we're looking at 1 million to 1.2 million passengers this year. So, you know, basically, we, the the city gets uh, thirteen dollars for every passenger that that, that comes that comes into Juno. So uh, those numbers are very favorable for for head tax uh, purposes. Certainly better than the last two years. Absolutely, <laughs> and you know, just just kind of anecdotally, and man on the street when I talk to retail folks and charter operators and uh, the folks selling tours and along the, the waterfront, people seem very optimistic, and they seem to be very happy with uh, sales uh, thus far. Very good. Well. Carl, tell us about this report card from the American Society of Civil Engineers. I saw that Alaska Ports and Harpers got a D plus. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, what does a C plus mean? Well, um, again, it means that we've got uh, work to do. So, American Society of Civil Engineers is an international uh, volunteer organization. There's uh, about 155,000. Uh, civil engineers in in ASCE and uh, nationally they'll do a report card every four years and then uh, more recently at the state level we've done a state report card and uh, again it's just volunteers writing out uh, uh, certain aspects of infrastructure so I think we did maybe there's 12 uh, elements for the state report card I was the author for the the ports and harbors section and uh, you write that it was graded out as a D plus and a lot of that when you look uh, throughout the the state um, there's still challenges but there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic so uh, the port of Alaska 
which is the port of Anchorage, um, still has challenges in meeting their recapitalization needs. Uh, the fact that we don't have an Arctic uh, deep water port drags that down a bit, but there is movement towards Nome becoming a deep water Arctic port. So in the future, I think that'll that will trend in the, the right direction. There have been um, a lot of development in southeast Alaska for cruise ship docks. So that was a, also a plus. So when we did it uh, four years ago, um, we were at a D. I think having you know the, the recapitalization of the cruise ship docks in Juneau and in Ward Cove and Huna, all those things helped to, to push those um, numbers up. What is still kind of a drag on that on that grade, though, is the uncertainty that goes along with the uh, Alaska Department of Transportation uh, Harbor Grant Program. So that's a grant program that um, all the small boat harbors in Alaska use. Um, it was part of a, I'll say a deal in, in 2006 where the legislature recognized that uh, municipalities, as they received uh, state-built um, small boat harbors that they would need um, support to recapitalize those aging facilities and uh, basically that uh, that program hasn't been fully funded it's only been fully funded twice in the last since inception in 2006 so right now um, for for Juno we have a two million dollar ask in that program and uh, it's currently uh, it made it out of the legislature. It's on the governor's desk right now. We're hoping he signs it, lock, stock, and barrel, and um, all seven um, small boat harbors get the requested money. Um, we were in this situation last year, um, and it was basically only one project was, uh, was funded. That was Cordova with a $5 million um, grant opportunity. And so with the state funding towards ports and harbors what's the hope with aurora yeah so our, our plan with aurora uh, again is we're hopeful that we get the two million dollars from this year's um governor's budget the capital budget mm-hmm. and then we'll have a four million dollar project um we we think we need about ten million dollars uh, to finish off the north end of aurora and so four million and then we'll have to go out with another grant opportunity uh, and our plan for that is to get uh, is we've we've made a um, impassioned uh, plea to the uh, assembly to um, consider Aurora Harbor and Uplands as a one percent sales tax project. So that's really um, that's where our hopes are in advancing a full build out of uh, the north end of Aurora Harbor. And so bringing together the state and city funding. Right. So uh, we chase grants, and uh, even though there's uncertainty with that grant program, it makes the most sense for us to continue to pursue that and not uh, fully look for docks and harbors to um, fund uh, new capitalization projects for um, in our in our portfolio. Very good. And on the topic of the civil engineers i had saw that the salmon creek dam may be getting a designation could you explain this for us yeah so salmon creek dam was constructed in 1913 1914 
it is an AELMP owns it, and the American Society of Civil Engineers, um, the Alaska section, so the state of Alaska engineers um, are advancing um, or, or submitted an application to the national folks to recognize that dam as a national historic landmark. And that was started um, several years back by an AELMP um, civil engineer by the name of Scott Willis, who passed maybe maybe seven years ago. And uh, so um, other friends of Scott have picked up um, the effort that he started. And we did get... Um, approval at the national level to designate um, Salmon Creek Dam as a National Historic Civil Engineering Landmark. So there'll be a, a event on um, Saturday, uh, September 10th. We'll have the, the president of uh, ASCE and other dignitaries um, in Juneau, and uh, it'll be a big event. So what does it mean when a structure gets a engineering a historic landmark designation yeah so it's they're very rare um, so in the state of Alaska I think only um, the Alaska Highway the Alcan is a national historic landmark um, and that might be the only one but it's like the Hoover Dam it's um Oh, I can't even think of others right now off the top of my head. But there's a, the national at the national level. It just recognizes unique civil engineering designs that uh, um, that that merit uh, recognition. And I, I can tell you, just um, my colleagues in the civil engineering world, they're not very good at uh, calling attention to themselves of things they've done. So to to bring something. Uh, to, uh, to receive national recognition is, is a big step. I should also say that all the projects, all the national historic landmarks ha- are required to have be around for 50 years. So that 50 years is one uh, criteria. So um, there are s- local or state level um, civil engineering landmarks. So the governor's house here in Juneau is a is a section, AS American Society of Civil Engineers section historic landmark, not a national. And so similarly, um, I mentioned that we'll have the national historic landmark for the Salmon Creek Dam, but uh, the following day over in Sitka, the same folks that are coming for this dedication are going to see a state dedication of the bridge. It's called the O'Connell Bridge that leads to Japonski Island to the airport there in Sitka. That's going to receive a um, state recognition of a historic landmark. And with the amount of use both these structures get, uh, this must be a multi-year process to get these to get these two on the map, pretty much. Right. There is a, it's a big lift to uh, put together the documentation. And you know, ASC being a kind of a volunteer, it's a volunteer organization at the grassroots level. So there's a lot of time and effort that uh, goes into uh, submitting the, uh, these these ideas to the national, um, at the national level. And they, they, they look at it very deliberately, and they only um, approve projects that uh, merit and to clarify, has it already? Have they already received this? 
Right. So we have received, we have been told by, at the national level, that the Salmon Creek Dam um, project has received um, approval to be recognized. Okay. And so the, the event in September will just make it 100%. That's right. So it's just the, it's the ceremony is all that's left. Okay. Well, we'll have much more to speak with Carl after the break. Stay tuned. And we're back with Juno Port Director Carl Yucatel. Now, you have an operations committee meeting tonight. And you've got two items on it. I wanted to ask you first about the regulation changes. What are they for? Yeah, Kevin. So um, you're, you're correct that tonight at 5 p.m. we have our um, monthly operations planning committee meeting, and it'll be in room 224 of City Hall or via Zoom. And uh, the first time we're going to talk about is just we're bundling a bunch of uh, regulation changes that we just we just think it's good governance every once in a while to take a look at the the regulations and do are we still do they still meet the spirit of the um regulation as written so it's just um there's nothing i want to say there's no no hidden agenda it's just a matter of hey you know every once in a while we should be looking at our our regulations and updating them so that's that's really the 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 interest in moving it forward now there was one change that addresses short-term renting or really any kind of renting at the docks and would have them barred. Why is that? Yeah, so that's um, basically the, the charge we have from the assembly through the, the charter is that um, harbors, first and foremost, should be used for um, uh, vessels engaged in transportation. So there's uh, this underlying um, inference that uh, they're they're not to be used as um, opportunities for um, buildings to conduct um, other type of uh, of uh, enterprise. So of course, you know, there are vessels used for for charter operations and fishing. Those are all very legitimate um, uh, business opportunities, but we typically don't allow somebody to operate a, a, a coffee shop on a vessel um, in the harbor. So we, we reserve the, uh, the more space for vessels engaged again in, in transportation. So one of the, uh, the regulations that we're looking at is just to try and clear that up, that um, B&Bs are not something that we want to operate out of um, our harbors. And so I saw that there's also been some communication with the city and UAS regarding the tech center there downtown. What update might you have? Yeah, um, Kevin. So just to refresh everybody that um, Docks and Harbors leases the property between Harris and Aurora Harbor from the university. So we have about 2.9 acres that uh, it's both the waterfront, so it's the um, tidelands, as well as the area that um, uh, the boatyard is at. So we lease that from the university, and we've done so for 35 years. And we enjoyed a very favorable lease agreement starting in 1988 because the city provided about a half a million dollars uh, to the university to build the Egan Library. And so the way the, the lease read was that we were entitled to renew that lease, 
but only at a fair market value. So we went from a $10,000 um, lease to right now it'd be close to a quarter million dollars, uh, 230,000 to be exact for the lease. And so we've asked the university- And that five, them 500,000 must have paid itself off 10 times over then. Right, yeah. Um, but sorry, as you were saying. And, and so basically we're um, asking the university if they would be willing to sell us the property at fair market value so that we don't have to, um, pay this nearly a quarter million dollars annually for uh, the services there. And again, Docks and Harbors as an enterprise, this is, we, this is, this is really a subsidy uh, program that we have with the boatyard and the crane docks there that are used um, nearly exclusively by the commercial fishermen. Um, so there's a lot of benefits locally to those that uh, use, that are in the marine industry. And so that's 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 where we come from come from in wanting to uh, through a purchase and sales agreement at fair market value own that and then um, build out and um, advance the needs of the commercial fishing and the uh, boatyard needs in Juneau. And so that meeting's at uh, five five o'clock today. Five five p.m. two two four or on Zoom. And you also have a regular meeting later this month. Is there any idea of what's going to be on the agenda? Well, it'll be our last um, regular um, board meeting for this fiscal year. So um, Mr. Bob Wassman will have his last meeting. And uh, the assembly chose a new, well, they interviewed two incumbents and uh, chose uh, Debbie Hart as a new board member. So um, basically, what we're, we'll spend a lot of time in debate um, with the operations committee tonight. It'll go to the board meeting next Thursday, and uh, we'll say goodbye to Mr. Bob Wassman, and then July we'll welcome um, Debbie Hart to the uh, to the board. Well, you got somebody. <laughs> It's because I also noticed some of the other city committees are looking for folks too. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't remember what the number is, but uh, CBJ's got upwards of I don't know fifty or seventy-five boards and committees, and they're always always an opportunity for uh, civic um, engagement if if people are interested. Very. And I. I'd wanted to ask, since this was taken up at the last operations meeting, this was design work for Statter Harbor. Uh, what, what, what's, the, what's the update on that? Yeah, so in Statter Harbor, the, what we, we call the four higher floats. And so that's the new uh, floats that we, we dredged, then we constructed uh, a new float system, had a ribbon cutting last year, 2021. And so the next phase of that is the uplands. So uh, the port engineer, Eric Shaw, at the last board meeting kind of gave an overview of where we're at with that design. And so we got, uh, the assembly gave us $3 million um, through ARPA money to continue progress in the uplands. So the uplands would include um, bathrooms and a waiting area for, um, 
for charter operators going down to the four higher floats. But that, I want to be clear that the bathrooms are really twofold. It'll be also a benefit to those that are using um, the launch ramp facility. So we're working on the design uh, requirements right now for the bathroom and waiting area. And uh, our plan is that we'll have something on the street in uh, in November for construction starting in, in um, spring to be done next by next June. So we'll have a new new bathroom facility um, that we're really looking forward to. And then um, we still want to do curb curb gutter and, and paving that area, but uh, we think that the uh, we think the community is best served by getting the bathrooms there. Well, Carl, it's the 11 o'clock hour. Is there anything you'd like to add? No, Kevin, just uh, appreciate the, the opportunity to chat with you today and every month. And look out for that National Historic Landmark designation. Well, thank you, Carl. Well, that's the program, folks. Thank you for tuning in this June 22nd. Tomorrow, on the 23rd, we'll be speaking with Juno School District Superintendent Dr. Bridget Weiss, so be sure to tune in for that. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line, signing off.